Hello and welcome January 16th, 2024. Uh, that's crazy, 2024. Uh, welcome to the Ag Advisory Committee meeting, special meeting that we set up. This one's a lot shorter than last year for those that were here in January last year. But really think it's just good to get together and try and play out and align on what we want to accomplish this year. I think I had really big eyes and uh, last time in terms of how we want to set this up to move it forward. And my goal is just to continue to move it forward, listen. I feel like last time I uh, spoke a huge amount, and this time I want to speak a huge amount less as we're uh, having some good collaborative discussions. So I'm remiss. I should call the meeting to order before I start monologuing. So, so call to order and roll call. All right. Um, Michael Frederick. Here. Karen Sweet. Here. Jack Norton. Here. Gary B. Miller. Here. Tracy Barhad. Here. Uh, Chuck Moore, noted absent. William Hopsey, Hoppies. Here. Daryl Sweet. Here. Clayton Koopman. Noted absent. Chuck Campos. Here. Amos White. Here. Larry Goslin. Here. Carl Wente. Here. Uh, we do have a quorum. Record flex. We have a quorum. Item number three is open forum. Any member of the public may address the committee on a matter not on the regular agenda. No discussion or action may be taken on these items. Given uh, the volume of people waiting to speak, I'd ask you to keep it to a two minutes. Uh, two minutes, please. Anybody have any public comments? Mr. Abreu. Um, a couple of quick things on the in, uh, in San Diego. Um, they had a, a water district, Fallbrook, and they decided they didn't like uh, the uh, uh, water rates, the, the, uh, the uh, untreated water rates that they're paying. So they, they uh, tried to get out of the contract with the larger district, the San Diego County, whatever. And uh, the county was very angry about it. Uh, the LAFCO ordered them to pay tens of millions of dollars as a severance fee, and they went to court, and then uh, they, they, uh, they settled it. They, they decided to get out, so they, they paid the fee, they're, they're getting out, and they're going to go find another uh, cheaper wholesaler. Uh, they already have a cheaper wholesaler lined up. But uh, what's interesting there, the state went and passed a, a new law, says you can't get the vote of your own people. you got to get your vote of the entire district. So the whole countywide uh, 25 water agencies all have to vote, or the people, or whatever. So it has to be a large vote. Now, it's, uh, it's not so easy to cut off to, to get divorced from your water supplier anymore. And uh, another thing on uh, uh, how the county does land, regulates land use here, there are people out here on this road almost, on the, uh, a mile east of Lawrence Livermore, that uh, have uh, built a, a wrecking yard, or uh, they call it a car collection. And uh, county says, as long as you just pave it, or not pave it, but you know, gravel it, and gravel everything, then you can park the cars there, line them up in neat rows. So it's not exactly uh, uh, protecting the uh, stewardship of the land if you create gravel parking lots everywhere. Thanks. Thank you for your comments. Anybody else? Tracy. Hi, Tracy Farhad, Visit Tri-Valley. And on your desk is our Hot Off the Presses Tri-Valley Visitors Inspiration Guide. 
And I was happy to be able to put agritourism on page nine, at least starting off as a sidebar. Maybe next year we can get a full page. So uh, I just wanted to let you know about that. Uh, this guide, uh, we print about 40,000 of them. They go to our trade shows. They are in about 12 airport and um, across the state, as well as um, downtown uh, San Francisco at the pier, um, visitor centers, et cetera. Um, so we're excited to be able to show this and really showcase our number one uh, agricultural tourism aspect, uh, the vineyard on the front page. It's the first time we've actually put um, a vineyard and, on the front page of this guide. So, and also Nelaterra's in there in the back and event centers, as well as Wendy's got a full page ad in there. Thank you, Wendy. So um, just wanted to um, show it off. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Nicely done. And, uh, you know, thank you, Tracy, for modeling the behavior that we are citizens in this as well. And we can speak in the open forum just like that, just like anybody else, as well as uh, later in the meeting. So anybody else? Closing the open forum, uh, opening the executive team update and actions. Uh, so the executive team, this is the same, same thing that's been there for uh, many, many a year now fundamentally, and it's cut off, so I don't have perfect visibility on that. Uh, may the record show that Diana Roberts hath joined us. Um, but going to ECAP, purpose and scope, and the goals and policies in the East County Area Plan are intended to inform decision makers, general public, and public agency, and those doing business, Alameda County, of the county's position on land use related issues, and to provide guidance for the day-to-day -day decision making. I think that's a reasonably powerful statement in that intended to inform uh, where, where there are conflicts, contradictions, should be somebody's job to continue to try to alleviate them. I overheard a conversation about uh, where ag building is codified, for example, um, you know, how, how various things work and intended to inform, uh, just seeking clarity on what you can, one, one, what one can and cannot do on their land within building envelope outside the building envelope within the FAR outside of FAR. There's multiple FARs, right? The incremental measure D 2022 and 0.025 for ag buildings. Because of that term, okay, what is the, what's there? And then there's ag related uses and the like. So just, you know, my, my personal goal is just to continue to, uh, drive clarity so it's clear on what is afforded to the uh, landowners as we're looking to enhance agriculture and to protect the natural qualities. Measure D2000 as initiative passed by the voters of Alameda County. Purpose of this initiative are to preserve and enhance agriculture and agricultural lands and to protect the natural qualities, wildlife habitats, watersheds, beautiful open spaces. Um, also, I'll take a quick pause. There is coffee, there are donuts, there's some healthier stuff coming in right now in terms of nuts and pistachios and almonds, as well as water. So at any time, please get up, bounce over there at 11.30, which is not too far away. There'll be lunch that'll be showing up as well. So please uh, utilize what's there uh, throughout the short time that we're together. Okay, Measure D, 2000 purposes, clear, you've heard this before. Um, and then, you know, the stacked constitutions, if you will, Lincoln and Grant, I think unequivocally showed us that the US Constitution is top, 
state constitutions in order to have a state ratified at all of the landmass must have a county. That county must have a general plan. And then there are sub plans below that East County area plan as an example. And then there's specific plans below that. And then obviously municipalities within the county will have their own general plans. California state constitution mandates that the general plans are updated on a 20 year cadence, but that 20 years can lag to 30 years based on how, the, how it actually works at times to go through. And so Livermore is updating general plan. Alameda County is updating general plan. And there's different laws on top of the general plan updates as it relates to housing elements and how you have to do it, environmental social justice, how it goes, and the other elements of the general plan. So that's just how it goes in my simplistic mind, U.S. Constitution, State Constitution, Alameda County General Plan, East County Area Plan, right, as it flows. And where there's contradictions in those, you know, it's hopefully up to the judicial system to uh, thrive its clarity in how it's set up. Now, below those plans, though, there still has to be an ordinance code. There still has to be a way that this all works and gets it in. So that's then the next level is translating that in to the ordinance code. And that's where the planning code is and the building code remains, you know, or the, the codification of these things. Make sense? Any questions? Okay, so then with that, then the purposes of this committee in the ordinance code is to act as a technical panel of, of experts to the Board of Soups and other public agencies. I said I was hoping for quarterly to deliver the Board of Soups last year. I uh, did not do so well on that goal, but was able to get there a few times, so moving it forward. Um, and other public agencies on matters involving the economic enhancement of agriculture and environmental conservation on applicable agricultural lands in Alameda County. And to implement the requirements measure the other adopted by the electorate calling for this panel of experts to make recommendations to enhance the economic viability of agriculture and ranching, and to minimize environmental impacts. That's how it flows in. Uh, record report Sheila Berry is here as well. Ex officio, hello, Sheila. How art thou? Happy New Year. Sorry. No worries. And then membership also in the ordinance code. Um, regular members shall be technical representatives of their profession or field and advocates for economically and ecologically viable agriculture. You know, so that's that's how it's laid out. We should be experts in that field and, and advocates for economically and ecologically viable agriculture um, and de demonstrate this expertise. And so thank you again, uh, Karen, for continuing to work to, to get butts in the seats, right? It's such a key piece of how we're going because we wanna have turnover. We don't want 10 years to go on forever. Um, that said, very appreciative of those that kept it alive for the years or it would have been dead on, dead on the vine as we go. So continue to have that flow forward. Questions, comments at this juncture? Onward we go to the purpose, powers and duties. You know, this is what the committee shall. So that means we're, we shall be doing this, not the committee may, the committee if it gets around to it, the committee shall and as we go through, uh, there's stuff that we're doing and stuff that we're not doing. Um, how are we doing on sharing the reading? Do we, does anybody want to read A? Can you see it? And I'll maybe share my screen. The paper document we have is uh, cut off. Right? It's cut off, so it's 
Although most of the information is there, it's a little hard to, to read it readily. Well, that's right. It's a test. Oh. <laughs> yeah, provide leadership and direction in formulating policies relevant to agriculture and environmental conservation and advise the Planning Commission and Board of Supervisors on applicable planning, zoning, and development proposals in the agricultural areas of Alameda County. B, make recommendations to enhance economic viability of agriculture and to minimize undesirable environmental impacts. C, provide active participation and leadership in the development of an open space preservation plan and promote agricultural community involvement in the plan. D, undertaken direct special studies funded through Alameda County relating to preservation and economic enhancement of agricultural lands, protection of soils, plants, and wildlife habitats, water resources, property taxation, and determination of compatible uses, among other topics. And I think that determination of compatible uses are one of the things that was never completed from Measure D-2000 getting that through and codified, and then now Measure D 2022 layered on top of that. But it's really to, you know, to help to get this stuff implemented in alignment with ECAP as amended by Measure D 2000, as amended by Measure D 2022, but to, in the document up above, intended to inform what we're able to do and not. E, participate periodically in the review of Alameda County's guidelines for the Williamson Act. F, report to Board of Supervisors and other bodies as appropriate on the effects of proposed local, state, and federal legislation affecting agricultural resources. G, advise and work with city, county, district government, special interest groups, and individuals concerning conflicts between agriculture, urban uses, and environmental quality. H, advise and work with city, county, state, federal, special interest groups, individuals, and other entities and district governments concerning open space program funding. I, advise Alameda County departments on the impacts of programs affecting agriculture. And J, determine our, the committee's work schedules, procedures, budgets, work products, and adopt rules for the administration of this chapter. Comments, questions on that? Uh, I'll just comment quickly, Carl, that uh, although, uh, as you've alluded to, you, you may now feel like you were being overly ambitious in the past year, you did, you have done a great job of uh, bringing this committee closer to fulfilling its uh, obligations. So, you know, kudos to you for that. Thank you. I mean, I appreciate that. And, uh, Right, it's the aspirin. I think we're moving in a good, and we're moving in a direction, right? And it's just that pace of that pace of play, and the slope of it, and what you imagine you can get done in a year versus what happens when you're uh, have a day job chasing a three year old, getting through like everything else in this world and this life. So, uh, yes, Karen. So, just commenting, Jimmy, we put ourselves a lot of work to do, and whenever this was written, and I don't remember exactly what year that was, but at the time, I think we had also approved a full-time staff person, our agriculture ombudsman, who would do a little bit more toward helping us achieve some of those things. And so um, I, I think this is a statement of um, extreme volunteerism. 
without that ombudsman in place. Right. And I think the, sorry, uh, Dr. Dawson, okay. but I think that's, you know, determine work schedule procedures, budgets, right? Of A, asking for money, what are you asking for? And then, but at the end of the, you know, fundamentally the first and just ask, you know, there's two open positions and we can't hire, we can't hire because of this, 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 and this, working with the supervisors to break down some of those barriers. There's temporary, there's this, there's this, there's this, just to get help as we go because stagnation stinks. Right, just having things move through the process, a vote up or down. I'll take I'll take a loss in in the vote, but what's so disheartening is not even having it flow through and things just stagnating here. So thanks, Rob, for the work that the the staff out in county to help sort of continue to that forward. But there's still open positions and there's still challenges in in the done. Dr. Gosling, you're saying? Yeah, to support Karen's you know statement. But actually, where we're sitting is an example of aspirations, the failure to fulfill those aspirations. The Martinelli Center was to be a center that led to recognition of the importance of ag agricultural enhancement and the importance of agricultural enhancement with conservation and open space in general. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty quiet here. I mean, it's active over there, but overall, we could have more activity here. And then secondarily, something that makes me feel optimistic is I am hearing from Supervisor Halbert direction to staff to describe the costs and give him the opportunity to find the money. And uh, so I, I think as we move forward into the next year, describing what we need uh, will allow us to work with staff to determine costs and then determining our relationship with the agencies that have money. LAFCO is an example. Uh, uh, the Optimont Landfill Trust is an example. Uh, Tri-Valley Conservancy is an example. Uh, those are all sources of re revenue uh, that we don't necessarily need to commandeer, but we need to work with, I think, to develop further revenue and further funding strategies. So. So you mentioned a full-time staff member. Is there a specific reason why that staff member gets pulled off the committee or the, Never the, the well the person that was hired was a, a, a trained planner and so she she started off working for us, I think, full time. And then budget issues started happening and she started getting pulled off. And then finally I think she even left the agency and yeah, and, and, and the planners that were coming to work with us uh, just didn't have an agricultural background. And, uh, you, you know, you could look at their work history and see that they had some roles with conservation agencies uh, and, and recognizing, I mean, in Alameda County here, we recognize that agriculture is the backbone of conservation, but quite often non-agriculturists don't see it the same. Uh, they, they believe that agriculture is in conflict with other conservation efforts. And uh, I don't know is the answer. And I think this is where the history, the history comes in, right? Of how then, uh, and this brings up, because it's been brought up a few times on committee versus commission. And, you know, I'm tapped to then go learn and what is the difference and, and, but because fundamentally commissions will be prioritized over committees every day of the week, right? And then so the, uh, 
Max, the municipal advisory. Are they committees or commissions? The committees. Oh, but there's a there, there too. I, that's an interesting. Then there's a hierarchy of commissions or committees as well versus the commissions that fundamentally the commissions will get the staff resources over the committees. But then you go into the municipal advisories, sort of like HOAs, they've, the courts have recognized them, right? And so even there's times going through this process over the last couple of years where I felt like the municipal advisories and the citizens advisory committee were in higher status than the AAC as it's flowing through. And so trying to figure out where we stand in this. And some people have expressed, I think we should work towards being a commission inclusive of, I'm not saying Mr. Halpert endorses this, but with his office having those discussions of maybe you should, maybe this is better that way. So I'm just floating that out there. I don't, I don't think we should spend too much time on that subject, but there's a paradigm shift that happens when you're a commission versus a committee. Because at the end of the day, all we do is, is talk and make recommendations and hope that people are following and listening, but we have not that much power at the end of the day. Other two, we have a voice. And again, that voice for item A is um, to be leveraged and directed through board of suits and planning commission. So it puts us in good position per se to influence policy. Um, but again, from an advisorial capacity um, and, and for what we agree in terms of Carl's leadership for the past year, actually year and a half, two years, it's been fast evaporating amount of time, um, but um, has been exemplary. But it's <clears throat> pulling us together, as we said, um, to really look at where we can have greater impact. Because it's very clear from the members of this advisory committee, um, as they're also representative of the larger community, considering uh, concerning agriculture in Alameda County, that there that ag ag that agriculture is not. Um, um, has has not created what's a good word. Um, there's a lot of influence. Yeah. There's a lot of influences and demands upon the agricultural sector that um, really need to be addressed within the context of the county that don't seem to be um, uh, getting that much uh, that much or that due due attention. Not much, but that due attention. And so in really looking at pushing us forward, um, again, kudos for that. But I think it, it's, you know, from point A, our, our point of influence is, is collective voice um, through and within the context of board of supervisors literally showing up and speaking in the public comments as members ourselves, or as a designee of this committee or your own subcommittee. Um, Raise those um, on behalf of the AAC, and and or within the, the, the planning planning uh, commission. Um, the one thing I don't think, Carl, uh, we necessarily may have prioritized as much is leveraging uh, the the planning commission. Um, so or how 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 to do so from you know we're looking at East County plan and the Livermore uh, general plan update as it as it does uh, impact. Act in the county, 
and, and asking the planning commission or helping set a greater vision for the inclusion of agriculture as it's, it's, it's very clear that um, because of land use uh, issues, agriculture is, is, is threatened and is, and, and, and uh, is potentially threatened in terms of land use and land use issues. So um, I think that it's, it, as we continue the conversation as, as a, uh, a committee here in the county, um, we really look to leverage um, our current relationship to, to put more voice within the context of, of the planning commission. Um, while we're, we are supporting you to, to raise that at the Board of Supervisors. Heard and I addressed the, the planning commission exactly once last year and was, you know, was hoping to do more so, but your point is well taken. I think there was a little micro win in my view with the watershed ordinance where the planning commission said, what does the AAC think about this? That's a micro win as opposed to it just flowing through dismiss AAC. It's a committee by, you know, it doesn't matter. Let's just keep on moving. I even, when I was originally on the committee before uh, you and people thrust me into a leadership role against my will, um, the, like literally the planning commission was disparaging the AAC live on the microphone, right? And so it's, this is the change in culture that we're looking for where it went from disparaging on the microphone to saying, I think we need to hear what the AAC says about this. So those are the micro wins that I will celebrate. Thank you for the compliments. And I still kick myself on missing the goal of four times a year because of how you get out front. But then just full disclosure, right? There's, it's tough in this, in this spot because fundamentally I was asked to be on by the Growers Association. I am an advocate of vineyards and wineries. I'm an advocate of the execution of the South Valley plan. It's where my bread is butter, the family, that's what we do. So I haven't, to me, I haven't been as a vocal advocate pushing forward for the South Valley and wine country because rightfully so, I have on a hat that represents this whole area and served in that capacity. So uh, onward, any other comments on that? Can I, can I just make a point? If we want money, we're really gonna have to be able to articulate what that goes to. Yeah. Why do we need it? Where is it going to be put? Um, as a committee or within the county towards agriculture? Well, as a committee, as a committee, as a committee, I mean, I'm on ACRCD. We have a staff. It's beautiful. There's people that can do stuff. Right. You know, you can say, let the staff work on that. You don't have to, you know, every subject doesn't have to be a researched person. <clears throat> Amen. And that's why you like say, we got to be able to catch the ball, right? The last thing I want to do is go ask for money and then it'd be haphazard <laughs> to pick across it and execute well. And then so, and then we've talked about uh, grants. We've talked about everything, but like we have to be able to catch that ball or my answer is no, thank you. So your point is well taken, Mr. Fredericks. And let's divide and conquer. Let's leverage. Like there's a staff there. There's a staff at LAFCO. There's a staff at... Uh, TBC. TBC, right, that will help in the synergies, and there are a lot of overlaps of the TBC's mission and vision, not the perfect, correct language, right, but are the goals there. Um, ACRCD, open space, the likes, like, let's partner there, leverage that as opposed to reinventing any wheels. That's why I'm very happy that we do have 
the overlays of ACRCD within this committee. We now have overlays with TBC from a staffing standpoint. I'm an ex-board member TBC, any other board, TBC, ex-board, one, two, right? So there, that overlap is there and let's not duplicate efforts and find the synergies and leverage OPM effectively or leverage the other, the other staffs and places. And that's where being a helpful organization, right? Sharp elbows don't serve the greater good in my mind, but it's a natural phenomenon of human behavior at times. But how can we synergistically work towards common shared goals for the benefit of society fundamentally? Yeah, and, you know, in, in reference to the direction we're going, you know, Bill is doing work that potentially could. Uh, me? Yeah, Bill's doing work with, uh, you know, outreach to uh, uh, officials and organizations that could potentially contribute to that leverage. Something Bill and I have discussed in this format and a little bit offline is the regional conservation investment strategy. It is structured to pour money into Alameda County, yet there's nobody in the agencies to implement it. You and know, I've been my discussions with the agencies involved is that sure you put something together and that will support it. Yeah, you know? now that is good to hear because <laughs> that works with what Carl has been so, saying and what the trails subcommittee has been discovering. Now the trails subcommittee has reached out to elected officials. And my understanding is they plan to continue that outreach to elected officials and other people in positions of influence in the community who typically don't get involved with the Ag Advisory Committee, Florida's Livermore National Lab is an example. So we are starting to develop this synergy. It just hasn't quite coalesced into a work plan. And then as such, uh, thank you everyone for comments, right? As such, uh, structure to support strategy. And so right people in the room, to from a membership standpoint and then subcommittees enable us to do some work come back report in and you know said i'll have no problem shutting down subcommittees when i got here first off what is the ecosystem service what is that okay there are then the different measure d subcommittees and then quote infrastructure subcommittees below that and it's sort of a lovingly a goat rodeo trying to figure out where everything where everything resides and then so trying to pull it back to the ones that we need um, you know, I personally said, I think we should set up the SB 1380, uh, 1383, I think I have it right in terms of the compost and the green recycling to make sure that we're trying to be responsive. That went okay for a little bit and then realized I'm not sure that we're adding enough value to Liz and company at the time on that one. So less is more. I'm all about, like, if you say, we don't need this, we don't need this, we don't need this, less is more, all good. But fundamentally, we've landed. I don't think people are saying that less is more. I mean, that we need to reduce because all of these, all of the subcommittees point that are, I think, within that support of those purpose, powers, and duties. I don't think we're catching all of them, but working to be able to catch those as they flow. And then, so with that, the subcommittees then just trying to put pen to paper um, by which we have half a chance of holding ourselves accountable. What we're we looking to get done, what do we get done, and then pen to paper. And so, and there's varying levels of detail and depth that people went into on these charters, but fundamentally the why, start with why. How many people have seen anything by Simon Sinek? You, oh, sure. right? Start with the why, like, what are we doing? What's the why? and then envision that future, right? Envision some 
time that's beyond tomorrow, beyond three months, six months of how do we want to, you know, what do we want it to look like? And then what are the goals and strategies you're doing to approach that challenges and then committee, you know, outreach and collaboration. And so I just sort of threw that up there and then each committee chair to make it their own, but fundamentally put pen to paper about what you want to get done. For those that have rolled through the business world, like most of us, uh, OGSTM, some people use that, right? Objectives, goals, OG strategies, tactic, measurable metrics. Some, like Google, just uses OKRs, keep it simple. Objectives, key results, right? Different stuff in there, but fundamentally, it's what do we want to get done? How are we getting there? We don't have to overthink the language associated with it, but putting some pen to paper so then we know where we want to move. And the reality is, is this room is not 100% aligned on where we want to move. There are different philosophical opinions. There are different ways you approach it. There are different views of what a successful agricultural ecosystem is. There's different views in there, and that's good. It's what our, our, our society is that. But for us to you know, continue to move things forward, this was my best sort of first stab at it. So the executive charter is up here. Then there's a land use charter as well. And that land use charter keeps getting big, broad, and the likes. We'll get more into that later because it's trying to, uh, you know, trying to be responsive to what we need and be pragmatic about what we can get done given the reality, right? I don't want to have unfunded, untimed resource allocated mandates up there. So I want to get this, this, and this when that's just a pipe dream on a piece of paper, right? I want to have tangible, real stuff. We're like, okay, continuing to hunch forward. So charter, call it a, what I want to get done this year, call it whatever, right? The charter is what works for me. Simple five questions, trying to drive it forward. Thank you to all the committee chairs that put time in these and uh, to, you know, pen to paper helps to hold uh, hold accountable slash breathe the camaraderie, the teamwork, the collaboration with the other organizations out there as well. So varying levels of detail here, but thank you all for the work in that. And then, uh, you know, the measurable metrics and, you know, this is just farm data from way back when of how do we know economic enhancement of, well, in God we trust, everyone else, please show up with data, right? Feet of trails, miles of trails, uh, number of uh, agritourism events, uh, empty seats, open seats on this committee, uh, Pay, like solar policy, solar implementation. Right? It's hard to say what those tactical, smart goals, specific measure, achievable, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, relevant, and time bound, right? Of what are those goals in order to launch it forward? Equine of getting the tax set up, of doing these things, right? So just putting some pen to paper across what we want to get done. And that helps breed other people helping. Right, people can't help or step in if we don't know what's going on or where the right place is to uh, to make a play. Uh, that's cut and paste for myself. Yes, sir. Comment. Uh, the Ag Advisory Committee uh, has approved a definition for agricultural enhancement uh, as it related to work done by the Solar Subcommittee. So that might be worth going forward because I think it answers some of these questions. That you have in the box. What would be worth pulling forward? Definition of agricultural enhancement from the uh, Ag Advisory Committee's approval of those definitions as put forward by the Solar Subcommittee. 
and this is the yeah so there that definition that, that came in at that time and then there's other definitions at other times and right it's how to wrangle all of it but i hear you loud and clear that the definitions language matters in this stacked constitution world right thou shall thou may right how it's worded is important and then clarification of what those words mean and if it's codified differently in different places what's ag related versus what's uh peripheral to ag versus what's uh, you know there's as it goes so um larry will be helping me and us to get that list and just prioritize that list ag related ag enhancement ag buildings already sort of done in there of those definitions and so thank you larry for helping to be that sort of quote unquote list master across those terms and then helping also to say okay where where they are codified and where those contradictions are okay Is that fair yep Mr. White. Yeah, we raised this um, similarly with regards to water um, this past summer. Um, and it has to do with definitions. It's my time up. <laughs> I think he just died on the I space Um And I want to keep it at a contextual level. Um, I recommend that as key terms, as members here of committee bring for us um, key terms that either lack definition or are contrary um, to what they believe is to be um, a general use or an acceptable definition. I would say we need to bring it before uh, the committee and then direct staff to um, identify um, current words within the state and the federal government, um, which um, necessarily take precedent um, that we may need to align to, or if it's lacking in, a, in a, as a definition, we may be able to show um, where the omission is within federal or state policy and the definition in terms of which is there are um, positing, if you will, or forwarding, um, how that will make a difference. And I would say we need to make sure we direct that to staff so that staff is actually doing the alignment process within. Functionally, wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> and if there's no staff, if there's no, this is where we need the help. So, no, there is the one, and the implementation of a 20 year old equine updating what was board passed, right? Then measure D passed, and then, you know, the TBC technical amendments, like there's all this stuff that's in that queue. And yeah, I'm biased to South Valley, but I'm also biased to data. And the data says that uh, the grapevines, grapes and wine are a significant piece of this ag economy, that overlay district and the like. So to me, from an enhancing agriculture standpoint, executing that South Valley area plan, the needed infrastructure of the sewer, all of these different things to enable wine country to succeed. I can be Pollyanna-ish and self-serving by saying wine industry ain't thriving, right? It's it's tough days out there. I was just hearing all y'all dry Januaries aren't helping our business uh, as we go, but people are drinking less, right? The share of the high from a gummy versus and the likes. People are drinking less, wine industry hurting, never mind the aging vineyards, everything else that was shown to us by realizing our heritage, the UC Davis report, plus LAFCO study A and LAFCO study B. So um, 
So I hear you on that because it's the right thing, but then how much time slash getting the additional help in there. But I agree with you, it should go to staff that here's what the needs are and then I should be, or somebody should be addressing uh, TNP or Board of Supes as well to get those head nods to make sure that they continue to direct to make sure that we get there. As Dr. Gosling saying, was nice uh, having Halpert say, what do we need? Like, let's, I will work to allocate funds across this, but it comes back like, this is why we can't, this is why we can't, this is why it's going slowly. At least he's trying to work through that because, you know, I like to say there's, you know, there's no, whatever I was going to say isn't worth that. Yeah, I, I think, I think that's, that's really going to be our strength. And at the beginning of last year, when you brought us through this, Carl, um, after you asked us to, um, I think it was started last year where you asked us to put together our charters for each committee and looking at that I think um, we also decided that as you have uh, taken on the responsibility again presenting to the board of students but also um, either individually, I forgot how we would say it, but take on roles of meeting with the supervisors and or speaking at other commissions or at other commissions. And I think that's really where potentially our strength um, and credibility will, will rise um, in, in helping and continually, continually uh, to the point of annoyance, um, continually, um, leading on on sharing the collective opinion of the agricultural community and and, and related um, all the way down to the terms um, and, and dr goslin has been really instrumental in, in a couple of these especially as regards to the whole live work situation as that can impact and, and housing as that impacts um, can impact agriculture agricultural enhancement that term really does need definition and need to be used strategically where appropriate, um, but so foreign to so many other individuals per se. How does that fit within the conversation? I think in, in our, uh, we're moving forward as a committee and through this year um, that we really do um, take advantage of the opportunities to um, air these uh, concerns and concepts more broadly. Incur, yes, ma'am, Tracy. And on the other side of that, <laughs> I will just say that um, I was just looking through what we created last year for subcommittee and all the, um, this is very broad um, and in quite a, a lot for, and um, I applaud everybody who took that on to identify all of the different areas and my question is how does that feed up to maybe this committee's top three things you want to accomplish in 24? Like um, could we identify those top because if you knock three out of the ballpark, then you would have something to take to the supervisors and to the planning commission and say, and we have the backup for these three items across all these different subcommittees um, with the experts in each field. And based on these three things, we need X, Y, and Z um, to you know make that happen. And I think we have a lot more than that one win, 
but that's a big thing uh, to be able to say. So um, I, I think what would be really beneficial is to come up with the overarching top three items and then see how each of us in our subcommittees can fuel that and, and get that across the finish line. And that's because I just spent 10 months working on my own five-year destination plan. And it's an animal. And unless they say, and maybe I shouldn't say this in the ag um, committee room, but how do you eat an elephant um, one bite at a time? There, there's a yeah. Yeah. I agree, yeah. right? That's what I just wanted to say. So maybe that's part of the next exercise. Right. That's the hope and goal and dream is that right at the top there's a collective agreement understanding of what those top three are and then right. how to support. Carl, just for your information, I just took Lynn a, a couple of notes. Uh, being a first time visitor to this, acronyms and um, names and so on. If you kind of spell them out so she's kind of can keep up with us, that would be good. Absolutely, and ask. Right, just ask as as it comes of the as the TLAs flow through and but ask because Lord knows it took me a long time to get through and I used to just take notes at the TBC meeting way back when and then I'd go to Uncle Phil I'm like what does this mean what is this what is it like as we learned so I uh, heard okay so just uh, following up on the discussion as it relates to. Uh, as it just relates to definition, this is from the past. This was in last year's. These notes are mine. Uh, there's potential mistakes spelling everything else. But this is me just starting to like write down everything that anybody has ever said where we need clear definitions and a clarification complication. Are you with me, Dr. Goslin? Are you looking yes, for something else? No. Okay, because this is the list. Right there. This is the list that I need you. I'm asking for you for that help in the prioritizing. What are the most important ones where we want to make sure that that clarity is there? And then to uh, Mr. White's point, like the searches, the related searches through the system of where this shows up, so then we can help to direct, or we can help to can't direct a, a darn thing. We can help to provide leadership feedback on to the various organizations. Okay, this is what's most important. That list in our- This has been a previous, the uh, previous one is not in the material today. This was in my land use subcommittee running document that I have. So I can make this, I will make this available to Dr. Goslin to then uh, he will own helping that prioritization across it because that list, it's crazy, but if there were three, okay, let's work on that versus all of them. Check. Check. Yep. Okay. Where aren't we? Is that's the end of executives. I'm gonna get an agenda back in front of me. So then charters and then the review. So the we did not have a meeting last time. Was that correct <laughs> officially? Uh, yes. There was no quorum last time. And then so, which was okay, there was still a great information share as it relates to the Livermore general plan update. So this packet is uh, in front of us here. I think that's Andy and the second gentleman you know, did a good job of explaining what it is. And there's been going ongoing work where even the subgroups have changed a little bit and been combined. Uh, uh, so what's going on with that general plan update committee. So this package is here. 
So with that, I uh, would like to open the public forum as it relates to item number four. Hearing none, we close the public forum for item number four, and we open item number five, where we hear from the chairs of the committee. Uh, Rob and I went back and forth about the language of you know, what we want to say, process. Yes, sir. It's a little late, but are, <clears throat> so with this Livermore um, general plan update, are we going to take any position on that? This is the struggle of there's diversive, there's differing views, there's likes, there's people, Tracy specifically, have said, well, we should be commenting on that, or you should be, we should like, and it's tough for me, am I writing as the chair of this committee? I have to make sure that we're aligned before you do that officially, am I as a, as a person, individual? So I don't know how fundamentally, but I'm open to that feedback of what, of if we should, Mr. Hoppy. So I've been, yeah, I've been following that. And, um, you know, in looking at the membership roster of that committee, I don't, and some of you may recognize those names, I don't recognize any names associated with that. You know, I'm not counting David Kent, you know, no, no insulted. I'm not counting him, you know, so um, all those terms, this project does have some potential impact on agriculture, particularly the east of Greenville area. All this, all, a lot of those terms expire at the end of this year. So, you know, one of the questions I have to the committee as a whole, is there any interest in ensuring that more agriculture representation gets on that committee going forward? Because it have to be sort of a campaign to find someone and not think that encourage powers to be to, you know, place where the existing committee members may not be up or may be up, but again. In the 2024. But are you speaking about the general plan update committee for Livermore? Right. Right. I mean, that has a term like how I don't know how long that goes on. A lot of the members, their terms expire at the end of this year. I thought the whole thing expired, but I'm yeah, not I, that's I think Bill's idea is very good, but I think by the end of 2024, it's gonna be a done. Yeah, deal. Okay. yeah we, where we could interface with it is to uh look at our existing committees and focus on their objectives and uh, the work plans that they might develop and see how those integrate with the general plan. And then, you know, our recommendations could be related to existing that we're doing. Like, like I see absolutely no reference to urban agriculture in this general plan. There's no reference to connectivity with trails or the linkage with trails. Uh, so, so there's nothing that's said about uh, the horse facilities in Livermore and their role with developing the heritage and the identity of the city. And so those are terms of use that are in the general plan that, that we touch upon. And so providing information to them regarding that could be helpful. Yes. Specifically, you, you know, there, there are communities that have remarkable uh, trail ordinance and general plans. Unbelievable. Uh, they're thick booklets that provide guys advice on things that we don't even touch upon. And uh, so, so I think there is some. It's something that I brought up at these meetings that kind of has been brushed aside is these meetings can be specific. I mean, uh, of the, uh, the little more general plan. I forgot the, the advisory committee is that there 
you know, part of the plan is to do development right next to the agricultural canal. And I and I don't really know, but I think that's kind of like a really bad idea in terms of polluting the agricultural water with runoff from parking lots or you know, whatever. I don't Carl may have some better idea. I mean, are there to the point of not taking care of the infrastructure as a whole. I feel like there's stormwater, there's stormwater issues all the way through East Alameda County. There's just, I mean, there's issues everywhere. And, you know, there's there's issues everywhere. I'm not, it depends on what type. Like I certainly wouldn't want like uh, gnarly petrochemical DuPont out there doing it, but for fermenting grapes and making wine, I'm not as concerned, right? I don't know that I'd want a uh, high density pig indoor, like, but, you know, so it just depends on what it is. And I think those setbacks and, uh, you know, DWR has point of view on those setbacks and then zone seven as well in terms of the perk tests. I have people all over my property right now doing perk tests, looking at that as the overarching water and the water rate, you know, the, the water pools and the wells and the likes, the aquifers, how it's all next. So, oh. So the question that uh, Mr. Fredericks has is a good one. Are we going to have a point of view on this one? And I don't know how, right? Just straight vote, uh, straight, like, it's already, there's, I know there's conflicting opinions about it. And so if anybody has any ideas about how to get us there, I'm all ears. But I spoke to a person at one of the meetings just saying, well, we're looking at this, or we have looked at this, this is it. I'd be, you know, this is where it's going in, but like you and I are not 100% aligned on the future outcome. Like we're not that far off, but like who goes in and speaks at which how do we wear? Like that's the concern I have. And that's also where I feel like I don't do that as much because I'm trying to be a good chair here as opposed to I'm an advocate for our industry, which is when I say our industry, I'm an advocate for Livermore Valley Wine Country succeeding. And I'm not overstating the fact like i don't know if it succeeds right it just yes ma'am i was going to suggest how about we postpone this discussion into item c6 as part of our charrette agenda right that's why we can spend the next hour on this thank you for uh keeping that accountable and moving forward um but that yes yeah uh, i'd like to uh, echo and support what larry larry said the trails committee on the greenfield plan has been looking at several, you know, plan green lines through it for potential trails. And and the, the groups, the trails committee uh, likes to look uh, on water on, on Michael's question. We took a tour and we'll take another tour, I hope, uh, on the South Bay Aqueduct. Uh, a bunch of people here who are on that bus uh, and um, it's publicly owned property that DWR in the Central Valley opens those trails and has new developments really close. So there are things that we can look at. DWR was the uh, trail guides for us. Uh, they will be again, uh, uh, I think, uh, in the next couple months. And uh, we can learn more and, and leverage together uh, I think, and since the Greenville project is is right next to the the uh, South Bay Aqueduct, it's something 
to really look at and focus, be a focus point. We don't have to buy any property. All they have to do is open the gates uh, and, and, and have a use ordinance or rules like, like they do in the Central Valley now. Crazy. Um, Chair and, and committee members, um, I, I would recommend taking the position of um, a letter of recommendation to for the uh, more general plan update coming from the AAC, basically to say here are all of our areas that we are addressing, and these this, these are our purposes, and this is our mission. And with uh, keep in, keep us in mind, include the AAC. We'll collaborate with you on best practices, whatever. Which doesn't necessarily say this direction or that direction. But at least, at least it says you need to consider us and the expertise that's in this room, and we're here to help and be a part of. And I am happy to help you, Chair, in drafting that letter um, that pretty much says it all. I know it sounds very generic, but what it will say is an overview, and that that can be submitted to say we are, you know, a committee, and we want to keep being involved with trails, with equine, with everything else, with wine. So that's my recommendation. I would I would move to submit that kind of letter that says on behalf of the AAC, you know, we are here, we are a resource, and we want you to consider all of these avenues when you move forward with your plan. Because at this late date, um, you know, then they're going to have to implement it. That's really when they're going to need the expertise and the extra help. Uh, heard. I'm going to call that a motion on the table. That's my motion. Second. I second it. Yeah. Uh, we have a second by uh, Mr. Campbell's discussion on that subject. Uh, I, I support that uh, a thousand percent. Um, I think letters uh, signed by you know uh, the committee chair or uh, the board of soups could go a long ways uh, in funding our pursuits. Let me give you just one example. Uh, the Las Vegas expansion uh, has got a billion dollars, I'm told, a billion with a B, uh, for the next level of Las, the Las Vegas build. It's got recreation uh, as an earmark. Okay. Uh, trails, in my opinion, are a part of recreation. Simple. We've done it before. A letter supporting that for, for the connector that our trails committee has been talking about ad nauseum between the top of Russia Peak on the East Bay Regional side, 300 feet to Los Vecaros, uh could be doable with, with money and friends to Touche, holding holding steady to the to the discussion as it relates to the motion on at hand. And yes. you were there and it went for, for a little bit. And you might be saying that you you fully support this, yes. And you're saying, and we need another letter for this for trails. Like, so yeah, all subcommittee heads write those letters. I'm happy to sign it so long as I read it and agree with it. But I want to be clear that I have the authority from you all to sign this as the chair. Because right. and that's where benign Tracy is good. Um, it's not a hard point of view on on which way, but we want to be here consulted, supported. Yeah. So motion and second discussion on this item, uh, Chuck. I think it's okay to acknowledge too that we are not of one mind. We're a big committee, and we want to work together with them and among ourselves to discover the best 
among the best alternatives. Sure. Yeah, actually, I, I don't agree with that. And the reason being that, uh, you know, we should be tasked, even though we have separate opinions, to reach a consensus. We're a consensus-driven organization, and we've agreed that when necessary, we'll take votes. I don't uh, think it's mutually exclusive. <laughs> but, but that being said, it doesn't preclude any of us or any organizations we're associated with writing their letters and stating those separate opinions. So, so we add your point to the end of it. At this point, we're not of one mind and we're working towards one, but we want to be part of the process. Okay, yes, yeah, so I, I think we should work through that and as the letters drafted and uh, because we certainly don't want to present chaos <laughs> to the receivers of the letter. And, and, what, and the point that I wanted to make is that, you know, we need a primary addressee for, for the letter, and it might be the Livermore General Plan Update Committee, maybe. Uh, we have that, but we have basically, sorry to cut you off here, but no, we have that, and we basically said that publicly to them in the non-quorum meeting with all the head nods that we agree, we want to be here, we want to be referenced, all of that. That said, uh, letterhead, a letter, for like it's it codifies it, it puts pen to paper. So to who? To the to the senior planner in charge of uh, of this is Andy Ross, okay. the economic development director of City of Livermore, his boss. To the general plan update committee and to the Livermore City Council would be mine. Those are CCs below, but like that public sharing to all all parties involved. So there's staff, city council, general plan update committee, and and I think it should be considered to be sent to the uh, Livermore Planning Commission and the. Uh, city council because they'll be the next receivers of the general plan update. Uh, could you take notes on that one yes. to help us get there? Okay, so <laughs> so uh, discussion on this item, this motion and seconds. So just as a point of order, the, the, the motion is to draft a letter that the chair will ultimately sign. Does the, don't we need again? I support this a thousand percent. I'm, but don't you need to have that as an agendized item to, to actually pass something like that? So you could yeah. you could motion to do the letter, then it would have to be on next month's agenda for approval. Excuse me. Not necessarily. Yeah. No, so uh, we just just for just for the record, uh, officially close item number four, opening item number four, because that's where we are as it as Mr. Fredericks. Got us back to item number four right after that closure. So item number four is open. It's a potential action item. And as it relates to, I feel like the judicial, the parliamentary authority on that one is well within. I'd like some clarity on exactly what the closure is going to say. That's what I want to get to because I still would then come back to you all and ask, like, do I need to bring it back through this? How do you guys want this to flow? Do you want to read it? And then it becomes right a horse by committee is a camel. How long does this take? I'm only going to spend so much time if then it's going to be wordsmithing around any which way. So I'm struggling with this bill, frankly. Like, how did yes, ma'am? I understand there isn't, you know, there's still a value for alternatives. There's still negotiations going on amongst various interest groups trying to come to consensus among themselves and that forward. So if, if this letter is uh, generic, that we support what they're doing. We hope they include these are the issues that are concerned us. We hope they uh, consider those in their evaluation and determination of a preferred alternative. I'm okay with that. Anything I think more more strongly worded than that is is kind of 
Sure. Yeah. That was that was part of the motion was a benignness where we are here to support and want to stay engaged in the process, as opposed to we have a point of view of where a specific wildlife corridor should be. We have a point of view about where uh, highway commercial should be first, gas facing commercial versus housing at what first, any like level of detail. So there is a in the motion there's a distinct benignness to it. Yes. Any other? And I do think um, speed is of the essence. And what I mean by that is I don't think we should wait any longer. They were collecting all uh, public comment by the end of December. They're moving it forward. The, the faster we can have this committee's um, influence, input, you know, uh, collaborate, collaborative, you know, stamp, if you will, on it, I think the better. And um, I think it can be a, a drafted letter, letter of that. If you want it sent out to you in between meetings, but if you're waiting for another one, then it's it's 20 people editing a letter and that would get um, a little lengthy. Yeah, unfortunately, we're, we're a Brown Act committee, and so me too. <laughs> but I know all about Brown Act. All right, yeah. So so there's the limits as to how much we can do by email as a group, and and so because of that. Uh, something the committee in the past has done is to make their comments and then defer authority to uh, uh, specific people to get. So, it who is on the executive committee? Uh, How many of you? Four. Carl, Larry, Amos, Michael. And I I, um, I make amendment to my motion to um, to uh, draft up the letter of a benign but inclusive of uh, all the subcommittee concerns um, and leave it up to the executive committee to finish said letter and get it sent in. Okay, so first off, uh, excuse me. Let's go back to Chuck first. Well, let's come here first. I don't know if I'm supposed to speak. I'm allowing you to do so because okay. of the power vested in me. I just wanted to add that I'm naive and maybe I don't understand the time frame. Very well, it seems pretty short. So maybe what I'm saying is kind of irrelevant, but um, I think that the reason why you have a committee like this is because we're supposed to work out, or the committees are supposed to work out some of the differences and find points of compromise. So I would go with consensus in this case and just not comment independently, as I believe you said, on things that are different ideas that you might have. Right, and the process of getting us to consensus on clearing what consensus is, is no small hill, bigger hill. That's right. Real life. <laughs> okay, so I would like to sub on the sub, let's not get too parliamentary here, is that I would like the, personally would hope that the advocacy and outreach committee will help to be a, yes, this letter feels good to go out, not just the executive committee. Okay, so executive committee, that puts me in it, uh, the outreach committee that puts Mr. Hoppies in it and the volunteer of writing puts Tracy in it. And hopefully that provides some checks and balances in that direction of the benignness of a letter saying we're here and we want to continue to engage in the process. Given the nod to Lynn, I also want to ask if we want to take another uh, opportunity to invite any further potential public comment. I will. We I think we have to. I'll get to do so because we reopened it up. But... Uh, We'll, we'll do so before we have the vote, which is what you're getting to. Okay, so in that convoluted mass of a motion and a second from the various people, is everyone clear on what would be we would be voting on at this juncture? 
Is anybody not clear? Seeing clarity will open to the public. Yeah, um, I think that uh, I think for the the, uh, uh, the idea of uh, specificity is better than uh, benignness, and benignity is, is uh, equivalent to uh, vagueness. And uh, if I set forth some general objectives, like we support having a trail next to the South Bay Aqueduct, uh, uh, owned by the the state. It's, of course, it will be owned by the state. That's and then uh, we, to connect to that, we need trails and we need openings. We need connections like Lawrence Livermore. They got east gates or whatever they have. They, they need people walk out at lunchtime and go right there. And if you build housing wherever, somewhere, we want trails. And on their side, they should provide a lot of times what they want to do is build a wall right around the outside of the, of the suburb. And uh, we want the wall to have openings, and we want uh, them to connect, you know, the, the trails inside, going outside. And we want, uh, you know, all this stuff to be uh, integrated a little bit. And we don't we don't even get into the details of exactly where to do all this stuff, right, except for the South Bay Aquifer. But everything else is kind of up in the air, but broad goals and and uh, that, that, and make it as, uh, that are sort of specific and, and ask them for stuff. Like build the, you know, support all this, and, and in the in, in the form of I've seen, seen them block off access because that's standard. That people who live in that uh, uh, what it's called the suburb, they don't want to have a, a, a park opening right next door. Thanks. Approaching the time, sir. Thank you. Thank you for the comments. Um, that uh, that veered into maybe what a letter from the trails committee would be would be doing slash getting into the specifics versus the generalities we have a motion and a second on the table we have clarity upon that we call the vote there are no hands raised okay I, we don't need i'm sorry i'm so used to going around we're gonna uh, all in favor please say aye. Aye. aye aye anybody opposed make it very clear to me right now May the record show the past unanimously. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Bill. Uh, get it out. It sets a model for, you know, going forward. Um, now, after reopening four, uh, reopening four, closing four, now we are into the round table around the room. Again, there's there's tea there. There's some healthier snacks there. There's some donuts for the sugar rush there. <laughs> lunch, will be, lunch will be coming in around 11.30. We'll do some of this. We'll sort of be fluid in terms of how we take our breaks and the likes. And then so uh, incumbent upon the chairs to... Go ahead, sir. May I add to this, this item, please? Um, yes. Okay. Uh, what we were thinking of was this. Um, for the purpose of the opening to this part of the discussion, uh, share out accomplishments. I don't want to make it really long and dithery, keep sentences short. So one to three accomplishments that you completed in 2023. Could be just one with two or three sentences, but keep it real fi finite and concise, please. And that's a, a verbal share out. And then you're going to note there are some post-it stickers placed up behind you around the room um, each subcommittee is going to need to occupy one posted sticker and name it by putting your the name of your subcommittee on it. Um, and either during grabbing lunch or after lunch, 
the goal is to put on goals as the next agenda item after that. Um, so the idea is also that we're walking a little bit, we're getting up and moving, we're interacting. Maybe we find out somebody went to Mexico this break, others stayed home and worked on their apartment. You know, these kinds of fun things to build a little team camaraderie, right? Yeah, and then so up there, if each subcommittee's up there, then these post-it notes are our ability to provide feedback as well to the leading go up and write it of, I think, uh, Jack in the solar should I'm going to write it here. That's my advice as it goes. That helps give the opportunity to provide feedback of what you think the other subcommittee should be doing. So no obligation to put stuff up there, but the freedom to do so. And then if there's enough stuff in there, like then we can get into the, the next step would be the ranking of those because everything's a priority. Nothing is. But we'll really just see how it flows. So any questions on this process? Rock and roll. You are up first, madame. So I'm supposed to go over there and do it or speak here and then speak later. here. Okay. <laughs> well, thank I'm glad you clarified what it is you want us to do, Rob, because obviously I uh you have my my report that I wrote on Monday on the status of the committee, but so that's what I was prepared to think about. But it doesn't record achievements. One which is not there is that we have presented to the board of supervisors the uh bylaws that would help us in process to clarify who does what when for. Um, the recruitment process, the appointment process, as well as people leaving the committee. Um, the next achievement is that we really do have a, a, a full committee roster minus a recent resignation and plus a new applicant for the final one. And I'd like to introduce to you Lynn Hunsinger, who's a uh, PhD from UC Berkeley, who has applied to be a plant ecologist, and that is the field of brain ecology. Um, and then one of the other goals that we established was to bring new dynamic members into the committee, and I feel that we've done that. Yeah. We Bill, advocacy. Oh, um, I'll give you uh, three things. One is uh, we main effort was to get a uh, assessment of the organizations in the Prairie Valley area that support or were involved in agriculture and a corresponding list of members of the committee that uh, interface with those organizations. So that was one of the first things we did. Um, other two things which kind of highlights is we facilitated contact between the Trails Committee and the uh, Rebecca Kahan Bowers office um, and they had a meeting. I guess that, Third, I guess Dick, Dick, that contact worked. Yes, thank you very much, Bill. And third thing is we continue to breathe life into the Moribund uh, RCIS um, program. Um, I've got a meeting set up with, again, the Hans office to find out there's, there's uh, some major projects in Alameda, California projects in Alameda County. I've got a meeting set up with her office to find out who on earth in uh, Caltrans would be the contact person to maybe inch that, inch that forward. So that continues. And the other thing is March is National Ag Day. So we hope that uh, the chair will take some appropriate notice and uh, will help them uh, go before the county supervisors and say, hey guys, it's National Ag Day in March. And thank you, well said. Thank you. Well, 
I'll uh, land to use uh, the key winds, although I'm stepping on uh, Karen's territory is uh, having two new two new members to continue to help from an agritourism standpoint and then that interaction with TBC and the import as we go. So I'm happy to have both there. Um, the the rest of it, like the, the list of definitions, like slowly moving towards that. And then the getting, you know, sort of the clarity on what is needed from a, what is still called for from a measure D2000, thou shall, and then the measure D2022s, thou shall, you know, when I say the county shall develop a list up, the county shall, like, like getting that list and then getting some head nods among the board of soups to uh, move it forward. And I'll say the last one is having addressed TMP. It wasn't zero, right? It wasn't where I wanted it to be, but it wasn't zero. And then having addressed the planning commission once as well. So uh, on to that board. Well, just one second for Lynn's uh, knowledge, the transportation and planning committee is a subcommittee of the board of supervisors, consists of two of the five supervisors. Um, next person is Solar, please. Okay. Uh, so for accomplishments, I'd say with uh, uh, we identified uh, some additional work beyond what was in our uh, charter, uh, namely this idea of taking a field trip to an active agri-solar uh, facility. Um, solidified our membership. It was kind of in flux during the I'd say the first half of the year, and it's been pretty clear who's a member of the, the subcommittee now. Um, we definitely explored strategy, which was one of our goals for 2023. Uh, uh, we did not do any presenting to elected officials, which is one of our goals. And uh, I've done some, I'd say we've done some policy review, but, but nothing uh, of concrete from what's going on right now. Part of that has to do with uh, the planning director not being ready for that stage either. Uh, uh, I think we've also identified uh, the, um, to some extent, the amount of resources we've had definitely on the solar subcommittee. We had some pretty good momentum in the first half of the year and then not momentum in the second half of the year. And I think most of that had to do with time resource constraints with myself and other members of the subcommittee. And uh, whether that's going to play out again in the same fashion this year, where the first half is more productive than the second half, remains to be seen. But that's complicated. Larry Equine. Yeah, the e Equine Subcommittee has uh, made quite a bit of progress on uh, communication and fitting into a role that supports the planning department. So, first, we uh, formed a mediation subcommittee that addressed a specific conflict uh, in North Livermore. Uh, that was at the request of the planning department that we become engaged in. Uh, we, we believe we had a positive outcome to that. Certainly follow up on that particular issue indicates that the conflict remains resolved between the uh, uh, citizens. Uh, Following that, we formed the Equine Technical Advisory Committee. The Equine Technical Advisory Committee uh, was directed to be formed way back in 2004. Uh, it is a committee of the planning department 
that's been formed by recommendations of the Agricultural Advisory Committee. So it's a unique interface there. Uh, we've begun working on, first of all, developing our communications with the planning department. And I think we're doing a good job with that. We have one planner that we're working with consistently. And, uh, and then we've moved towards starting to uh, develop definitions that are specific to the equine industry. And again, that was a direct, direction that was provided by the Board of Supervisors way back in 2004. So we'll be continuing with that. We've uh, uh, produced our first set of five definitions. Uh, how we move those forward is now to be determined. Whether we bring them to the Ag Advisory Committee or uh, uh, work with the planning department a little bit more on them is something that we still have to work out. But I anticipate that those will be coming to the Ag Advisory Committee in some form within a month. So, so those are the highlights. Uh, Mr. White. Yeah, Urban Agricultural Subcommittee, uh, as per our charter, um, we're really focused on, for our Envision 2027, uh, creating a, a greater multifunctional ag. Uh, and supporting the stewardship of a multifunctional agriculture in the um, in the commons here in the county. I want to say that um, our goals for this year, in terms of our accomplishments, uh, were mainly structural with regards to the committee getting it booted up, um, booted up and suited up for the most part, um, with, with some turnover as, as Jennifer has resigned uh, and. Uh, and in terms of our accomplishments, um, we did hold um, our meetings as, or three meetings this year, I should say, um, and did identify that we need to continue to work on, if you will, outreach. I want to say the word inclusion, but outreach and not advocacy, but um, becoming more of a, or helping to facilitate more of a dialogue. As um, Dr. Gosling pointed out, the, the term even urban agriculture is still new. For a lot of people. The Fed has recently um, created offices across the country of urban agriculture to um, solidify the concept and actually fund it um, as a strategy of resiliency on a nationwide basis as far as climate and as far as food security um, and as far as supporting agriculture within the urban context and urban context. And the disconnect that we find is that um, there's just that, a disconnection. And that as a committee and in the county, there really isn't a, uh, from an urban agricultural standpoint, a collective voice. So in terms of accomplishment, it's identifying that we need to continue to work um, with key partners. Um, we now have, um, let's say, it's, is it Karen Sauer? Anderson. No, Jennifer. Jennifer, Jennifer. There's too many Jennifer. Um, Jennifer Sauerwein is newly elected to the position of urban agriculture, but that's just a moving target unto itself as that office gets set up. Um, um, and again, as we all collectively work to identify opportunities and individuals uh, within the county, uh, give them a platform and voice to actually hear what are the issues impacting them and what kind of guidance you will, it's coming out of, uh, from a funding standpoint, it's coming out of uh, 
fed so that we can set, um, I would say, not more rigorous goals, but more um, reflective goals of the of the of the community care and outreach. Hi, Mr. Quigley. Uh, on trails uh, accomplishments, um, we got uh, we got together, found a place to meet uh, regularly, monthly. Uh, thank you to uh, Livermore, Livermore Area Park and Recreation. Uh, we've got to know each other and uh, all identify with our four four priorities, uh, which are the SBA. Um, uh, Peak, the Los Vicaros, uh, the Collier Canyon Doolin, and uh, the kind of uh, Greenville uh, uh, project, if you will. And uh, we don't all agree uh, on things, uh, which is good. Uh, but our goals is, is to get feet on the ground. One of the accomplishments, we had a tour, and we're going to have another one. Uh, on the South Bay Aqueduct, and we want to get people on places um, where uh, and 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 recognize and bring to this committee with more clarity. I think some of the funding streams that we see and talk about at our meetings—they're um, not our buckets of money. They're other people's that we see, like the like the nineteen million and the tipping fee. Uh, the the Las Vicaras expansion, uh, uh, Greenbelt uh, uh, funding at the state. There seems to be a lot of money that we see is available. Our task is to bring this committee, how we can get the committee support to write letters to, to, to go after the money. Because trails, um, we've also had elected RBK uh, uh, staff uh, was at our meeting and they looked at our projects and they said, we think you got two fully baked projects. I think that was their words, not ours. And uh, so <clears throat> I personally think that we do have a couple of fully baked. And so we need the support of this whole committee somehow, and maybe the posters will help uh, to go after some of that money that's that's around and either buy a piece of property or buy an easement. Don't know how to do it, but that's my story and I'm, I'm sticking to it. We had uh, uh, East Bay Regional Park District Director come to two of our, our meetings and she's invited for, for more. And, and I think I think she'll come up because um, uh, entity and water districts, uh, uh, we've had water districts at our meetings. So if we get cooperation between these entities, you know, I think we might have goals to get more feet on the ground, uh, either in, even if they're guided tours with docents, uh, approved docents. San Francisco Water, I, I, I've been an approved docent with a card-carrying badge to go on the Hetch Hetchy trails and Crystal Springs Reservoir. I would like, my personal opinion, I'd like to see that happen in our neighborhood. Thank you. I a question of clarification, just so I'm clear. When somebody says tipping fees, does this relate to Alameda Landfill Open Space Committee? Yes. 
That's okay. So yeah, that was what that was. So it's another one. I'm sorry. It's uh, took me a while to get there. And and then is there also a Doherty Valley settlement? And it's does anybody? Yes. Okay. So I'll take my answer offline there. I'm just trying to understand what people say. Uh, got it. It's Thank the Altamont Landfill Open Space Committee. Yeah. And it's tipping fees. Some synonyms when we get that. Um, good. Any others? We miss any committees? I think we're good. We want to just oh. continue to thank uh, Jasmine and Robert Tolentino online for their ongoing support in these meetings. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you. And there is one more committee that's not here, and the water resources, uh, food grows where water flows. It's, it is incredibly important to uh, what we have going. I'm not sure what Chuck's future, Chuck, Mr. Moore's future role would be. Uh, so he's taken on uh, fair and other things. He has uh, expressed, like, I'm not sure I can have the time to get here. Like, I'm not leaving you high and dry because I told him, like, he can't. Like, he's the ex-chair. Like, help me continue to roll through. So I'm not sure what to do there and open to suggestions, right? There's a little bit of uh, Chuck knows that. He's uh, done well digging in his past, knows what's there. And water's an important piece. But I'm not sure that he's going to be an active member. Now, uh, not to, you know, this is a compliment to Mr. Quigley, like, but I would love if somebody was on that water resources that was bringing the energy of Mr. Quigley to move things forward, right? It would feel good to me. So I'm open for ideas there as we go, because that's an important piece, needless to say. I, I think Mr. Quigley is the water resources uh, position for the Ag Advisory Committee. So maybe we can consult with him offline regarding his interest in becoming involved with that. Uh, do you have interest in being involved with the water uh, resources? Yeah. Technically, technically, yes. Yeah, I'm I'm listed technically, so I, you know, I keep my eyes on water closely. But a reason to leverage those are in the room. Your point's well right. taken. Okay, so uh, with that, now for the for the sake of good uh, good governance, open item number five to the public. There are currently no hands raised. Closing. Anybody in the room? Closing to the public. Item number five. Thank you all for the comments and uh, thank you, Tracy, for leading us in the applause to celebrate. Uh, so <laughs> lunch, uh, lunch and stuff are on the table. Done the darndest to recognize there's gluten people here. There's potentially there's potentially vegans here. There's potentially vegetarians here and the likes. If I effed it up, it's on me. I apologize, and we can try and solve it a different way. So we're going to get those written up there. The the names. Uh, can the leaders please choose one of the whiteboards? Find a find a sharpie. I have more. I got markers. Okay, markers. Get it written up there, and then these here, and then this is going to be a little flow. Have lunch, dance around as we go. So thank you. Okay, we reconvene the AAC meeting, and now you want to take a leave, please, sir? Uh, so if it's possible to do a lightning share out of at least one solid goal or two half goals um, for the remainder of the time, we'd appreciate it. Maybe starting... I uh, hope you don't mind my call. Am I asking you again, Karen? But could you start with membership for a goal? So the, the goal is a 
that the chair brought about was to establish the orientation system. That's one we did not look at. Put that one somewhere. Uh, next goal would be to reduce absenteeism, and that will make everybody work together. And to uh, expand our, our um, awareness campaign to a broader audience for recruitment information about the committee. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, moving along, we're going to order on the board, which is an uh, order up there, which is different. Tag team, Rob, hold it back. That puts it to you, Mr. White. Uh, yeah, so um, really, you know how this process works. I've been having a great fun up here. Database of Steve Urban Tag. Yeah, definitely. So um, our core goals to reiterate were to are to connect with county uh, existing county infrastructure organizations and institutions, LAPCO, RCD, County Department of Development, um, who are currently advancing um, policy and will have connections as can impact and are related to urban active foster. The big um, elephant in the room is the fact that there is nothing directly articulating urban ad as as a, um, a function, if you will. Now, within um, certain elements, like the environmental justice element, it's seen as an activity, but um, we need to be able to connect with uh, infrastructure here in order to better um, um, bring voices forward and identify um, what are the issues um, uh, represented within the county. Second, increasing urban animals inclusion, as I said before, that meets with farmers, urban ag farmers, um, urban ag gardeners, um, and the like, and then holding a forum in order to do so, um, where we've connected with, um, as I said before, the um, uh, UCCE, uh, University of California Cooperative Extension, um, and others, in order to be able to provide the forum so that we can begin the conversations to actually um, uh, put ideas out there on what are the issues and policies and then again connect that at the federal Seems that others um, goals um, they put down for us to host the board supervisors visit, partner with can somebody identify what is VTV? Visit Tri Valley. Oh, visit Tri Valley. <laughs> visit Tri Valley. Oh, okay. Visit Tri Valley possible. What is it? What's this? RS? What's RS stand for, please? Research water label and zone seven on BCWA, okay? And then other partners we should be looking at. We should have some mental health advantages. This is, uh, we spoke briefly, uh, really a core point of what's the purpose of urban ag and how it's going to benefit us from food security, um, from food security to um, um, the individual leverages within the community. So, um, any other outputs that you're looking for? No, that was okay. it. Thanks. Thank you, uh, Mr. Obviously. All right, uh, the one thing we're going to do, we're going to continue to get the resources to RCIS project. So, going to be a lot of work on the East Warmore Urban Limit project. And I kind of use this as an example and get us more into the curve when well, these planning activities start up today, culturally represented in the front end rather than in the back end. Um, and take advantage of AG days to have the chair, give the chair an opportunity to make a presentation for the uh, supervisor. So, I need to keep that would like to fire in um, Other folks said, if you go to establish a team, they will have to come on here. We're going to 
Montgomery County Fairground groups on the new uh, ag, um, ag garden program. So that's new with me, so I do know. Oh, regional the conservation investment strategy. And that was set up primarily for Caltrans to pre identify areas and opportunities for them when they needed mitigation for Caltrans projects. Multiple millions of dollars were spent on this, and it is just kind of gone over. Why was the you know, I'm familiar with the egg park at uh, Snow Water Temple. Um, and I know that Hustington uh, at the Bernal Park is putting in a master garden. Right. This, this is a new one. So there itself is establishing an egg. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'll look at that. That's what it was. Oh, an egg area. They, they've identified at least acres it, for ag and for training. It's, it's a big deal. It is. So, thanks, everyone. Land use. Uh, land use is established structure and meeting cadence. So those are some of the basics, but uh, lots to do how we divide and conquer. Um, and list of that list of definitions and clarifications. I'm uh, working in conjunction with Larry to prioritize that and then uh, turn it into action. This is since uh, expedited implementation, measure D2000, something that I put in CUP. CUP streamlining uh, board adopted, board adopted, voter electorate adopted, voter electorate adopted, and board adopted, right? It just helped uh, to get those implemented. Assist and exercise, I'm not sure what the hell we can do with that, but I am sure that it's an important facet of what we're doing. Um, and then a line on the next steps for ag worker housing um, as a piece in there. Others, the rangeland focus. Um, by my own admission, the rangeland has not been a heavy subject of conversation here. And it is distinctly number two in terms of economics, and it is so distinctly number one in terms of total acres, everything else fails in comparison. So it's something we should continue to have on the forefront. Joint meeting with trails, a good idea in terms of the structure, the overlay of it, and then uh, more flexibility with local control as it relates to CUPs that's getting into the ordinance code and the like, and then create agritourism uh, itineraries. And that's the, you know, there's a little loss in the Visit Tri Valley uh, paper, newsletter, magazine, pamphlet, uh, brochure. And it's continuing to have those itineraries of what's out there. There's clearly the wine country loop, uh, um, but there's other stuff. There's other ag stuff here too. And the more non-wine stuff here is the better from my standpoint, right? It's the diversification of would love the person doing a few rows of strawberries over there, close to Tesla and Canon to also be able to sell jam and other agricultural-based products out of here. It obviously gets into the processing discussion, gets into other stuff, gets into guest serving, commercial, the like, but fundamentally, uh, you know, the diversification of that stuff. Good, but hold on. Yeah. Okay, so, um, identified field trip. Uh, field trip was actually inspired by, by Dick and, um, Amos had suggested get some resources for that. So uh Megan Dick and Amos is something that needs to be done because we need to identify a place we can actually take a field trip to where where is there working agriculture. 
uh, uh, East Bay Community Energy, uh, which is a community choice generator for Alameda and Contra Costa County. They expand into San Joaquin County now. And uh, so they have their name to Ava. They're no longer East Bay and direct meeting with the planning director. This you know, this really hasn't been protocol. It doesn't seem like it's on Albert's top of his agenda. And so I'm having trouble getting this memo really Even on the bottom of his agenda. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Uh so the suggestions that were made hopefully uh, uh explore agriculture models that we suddenly won't done by ourselves. I don't think we've really done it as a group so much. I know I've spent plenty of time trying to understand the subject. So I've read about what agriculture models exist, what people think can exist. So uh, primarily, she's grazing right now. It's the primary uh, agriculture model that exists. And I uh, share AFT perspective. And, Maybe having a senior moment. American Farmland Trust. Thank you. That's advocating it. I think it's just an uh, acronym over the American Farmland Trust perspective. Would, would you share uh, any, any light on that? nationally is, is really doing a lot of research, promotion of the models, and helping to develop policies. And they really believe it's conducive to all kinds of activities. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we are the agricultural, agricultural advisory committee in terms of SOAR, um, perhaps reorienting yourself uh, in meeting with agriculture um, as it's not about solar, it's about solar application in agricultural context and it has benefits agriculture so um, are you suggesting changing the name of the subcommittee oh no no i mean it's not rebranding you know, it's all <laughs> no but just it's it's that um reference determines values and it still can be a solar committee yeah it could be it could become essentially it could become agri-committee not just solar therefore solar portion of it as it specifically relates to it um, in So I would say you might want to yeah, think about how to solar, solar uh, thing generally less argument over what the definition of solar means and the way that we use it. But uh, I think maybe there's a little less agreement what, to what agriculture means because sometimes it seems that people will say any solar panels on agricultural land is that seems like kind of a, you know, I don't know that that's something I agree with, but that's no, okay. that no it's yeah, not necessarily all. actually mean the, yeah. the, uh, the same piece of land being having a dual use. Yeah, there is a definition, and I would say well, move you to look at that definition and how it's being forwarded and perhaps really push forward because this really will help drive this. I think I've mentioned this. Some time ago, really should it should be the first thing on the list is defining what agriculture mean yeah. in a very specific way, not just you know, well, you know, egg land with panels on it. That's just not enough. In our county, we did pass, we did pass 
in December, December of 2021, yeah, Niagara will take policy for the counties that got pushed, that got voted on. So we have a definition. I think Bruce, your committee get that policy, and as I offered to you, I watched lunch today. Just joking. Um, um, but I offered, like I said, um, there are key individuals who are very involved in the solar companies who uh, approach my nonprofit to actually help advise on agrivoltaic and agrivoltaic models within the counties. What does that mean? What can that look like? And I, and I think um, that's really where perhaps maybe your committee can start with because uh, there's a framework and a definition in place. Okay, so to be said, it's, it's, get the existing policy. What, what are they called? Yeah, resolution yeah. yeah, get the policy from the county and, and use that language as your definition of, of both solar policy and agricultural tech. Jack, Jack just sent a request to me and I'm getting drunks. Yeah, he was really involved. Oh, yeah. Karen, Karen took the lead. In oh, yeah. and, and in support of the Ag Advisory Committee, at, at that time, uh, the Ag Advisory Committee was remarkably aggressive by tapping into the agriculture. And as a result, uh, periodically, I also get calls from people in the industry wondering what's up in Alameda County. And uh, Department of Conservation took a position, I didn't take a position with the Williamson Act, saying that they were waiting to see what Alameda County. So, so we we are there in reputation. We're not implementing. <laughs> yeah. She like to wait too long. Uh, on the other hand, I just wanted to say about because said about leading the agrovoltaics, but I feel like that makes an assumption that solar and agrovoltaics could go together. And I think part of something that came out of the solar policy and something that is also important on this committee is that it's not going to fit. Agriculture always. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then it's Discussion. Don't want to cut it short, but name it just keeping us trucking with uh, exactly zero minutes left. <laughs> okay, we're trying to keep on goals. I just we're working on definitions. We plan to continue that and start accelerating, right? Uh, it has been a slow, tedious process because there is this recognition that definitions can potentially affect policy. So, one of the things we've done is to say the definitions are what they are. Policy is a separate issue to be tackled after the definitions are uh, created. Uh, point policy uh, you know, related to definitions, that is a directive that the Board of Supervisors provided, specifically as it related to structures and differentiating between the different types of equestrian or point uses. Uh, and then finally, something that's been uh, requested of us by 
uh, youth performing organization is outreach coordinating with them to reach out to the one community and other agriculture so that we can become reintegrated again in the agricultural economy of Eastern Alameda County are all about that. Other goals. Uh, somebody asked for an explanation as to why horse manure is a part of a compost program. That's related to the fact that right now there isn't a significant amount of horse manure going into the, the dumps. And most compost programs have to do with Senate Bill 1383 that caused calls for uh, preventing uh, organic waste from going into landfills. So if it's not going into landfills, there doesn't need to be a program to compost it uh, according to 1383. Now, that being said, Supervisor Howard has asked for a composting program in Alameda County. It's something, of course, we go on to. We have to battle some uh, pretty powerful agencies to do that. And uh, somebody suggested that we need horseback riding rentals, getting into the weeds a little bit. That is not a uh, agricultural use strictly, that's a recreational use. So, so that means that the case, there are different standards that apply to non-agricultural horse facilities. And uh, so because of that, that is one of the reasons we're seeing less, fewer of these types of uses uh, in the horse industry in the county. Secondary to that is the fact that when the cities expanded over the last 20 years since Medicaid was passed, they eliminated a lot of small facilities that support these types of operations that are at the urban rural interface. And with that being the case, those facilities are gone. There was absolutely no mitigation for the loss of those facilities. And you know, that's the failure of our uh, integration and use of the CEQA process. Uh, something we should address and we need to start looking at the cumulative impacts of growth and trapping on all aspects of agriculture including things like horse drug facilities. Uh, and then finally, finally, there's a question about utilizing <coughs> the county fairgrounds and other facilities in the area. So we have a little more rodeo grounds and also Broward Ranch rodeo facility, all of which used to have a remarkable amount of horse activity associated with them or rodeo activity. That's uh, increased quite a bit. It's related to the loss of the equestrian population in Alameda County, again, related to urban expansion and the lack of mitigation. And, uh, uh, and then also the industry has gone underground because of fairly onerous regulatory enforcement. Yeah. Okay, questions? Thank you, Charles. <laughs> Thirty-year course order with trails, equine trails uh, might be appropriate here. I might have put it, but uh, trail rules. We want to do tours and feel the ground on our four major projects and others for further enough. Oh, feet on the ground, the south down, the rushing feet to Los Materos, and the building preserve. <coughs> we want to get uh, support letters. From, from from this group supporting th this kind of activity. And we want to identify uh, funding streams where we can make it happen. Uh, working with uh, park and recreational districts because 
trails uh, and recreation uh, and people through wineries. That's what the South Bay does for those who've been on it pretty cool, right behind people's vineyards. Uh, there are people that don't want friendly gates. I can tell you that riding between Bill Bell and, and Sunil and Mission Peak and uh, Santa Clara at uh, uh, Park, which I've ridden many times on a course. There are friendly gates that people that have uh, a property, large property uh, on their head, and there are people that don't want a friendly gate. So those are land use issues that this uh, uh, group might call when we can identify an opportunity area. The fourth is get trail easement. Get a trail easement on our one of our four key priorities. And that's the, and I think it's the low-hanging fruit for us for agritourism and recreation. East Bay Regional has tried to work on it. East Bay Regional Park District. For years, they kind of backed off, and I don't know why. I think they know why. But with the Los Mercados, uh Contra Costa water expansion, it's got a lot of money in a bucket. I, I want to get try to get the, uh, the committee wants to kind of get this committee interested in suggesting to Contra Costa water and the JPIA group of three agencies that is putting water in that zone seven ACWD. And Santa Clara water, find a way to get 300 feet between the northwestern point up by the landfill of Brushy Peak to Los Vaqueros. It's 300 feet to get crossing Old Vasco Road and going into uh, the trail system of Los Vaqueros. Uh, and I think we can get that done. Excuse me. Other things, check out. Uh, Check out uh, WCD for dollars wildlife conservation. WCD, what's WCD? Wildlife Conservation Board. Also, Wildlife Conservation Board. Okay. State of California. Okay, super, super. Uh, if state parks and greenways grants that, that was up here. So, yes, grants. We might have access bikes uh, since I've been working on trails for decades. Uh, the, the, there will be one of the conflicts for the equine community and the, and the biker community is, is how you how you keep people safe. I personally believe that there's a way, and several park districts have signs, trail use signs. It's it's common for you to see, and it's yielding for one another. Safely, it, it can be done. So, grants connect Sonol to Vargas Plateau. Uh, that's in the process. Uh, I heard uh, an East Bay uh, regional director, Olivia Swan, Senwan, was our meeting telling us about uh, how Clusters and Ridge is expanding uh, rather quickly. <clears throat> for Mount Diablo to Mission. The, yes, uh, we're involved with the Save Mount Diablo group. I'm wrapping up that fragment of trails. We're working on that. Thank you. Love it. Post.
four by four bail slots. Uh, one of my former board members uh, got that accomplished back between the Bell and Sonoma. That's it. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you, everybody. Please leave those white pieces up there. We'll take a picture of them. Take a picture of your own, should you care about it. I'll take a picture of them. Put them all in one file, send them out so we have that. Um, that those be the next steps. Item number six, like we open up the public comments. Closing item number six, uh, chair updates, uh, chair and other committee updates. I'm going to push this until the next meeting, which isn't too far away. Um, and agenda for future meetings. Uh, share up here on the screen. Just uh, uh, real quick is I'm very much into my uh, my trinities, the rule of threes, three, six, nine, Nikola Tesla, how it shows up, the overlay of stuff and just sort of the mysticism within. Fundamentally, you take a triangle, you uh, circle, you circle the triangle. You have the circles right on that point of the same size and in the center, they hit the center of the triangle, but there's no overlay. But if you pull in that triangle a little bit, you make a smaller triangle in there and you pull it in and that overlay now creates the, uh, come on, now creates that what's called the rouleau triangle in the center of that overlap. I'm just bringing that up because those overlaps, Venn diagram overlaps, there was a lot of urban and trails. There was trails and land use. There was, you know, that overlay. So that's just sim symbolism to represent the overlay of collaboration and where we can meet and the power in the center. If trails is aligned with uh, the advocacy, which they already are aligned with. So that's just uh, planting seeds on we leverage the synergies of what we can do by working together in the appropriate overlaps. Meeting adjourned. Thank you all so much. Uh, public, Rob, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good job. See you all next week, Tuesday, 6 o'clock at the usual spot. <laughs> Thanks all.